0: Welcome back to another episode of Alaska Daily Weekly, a recap of the very serious ABC show, Alaska Daily, hosted by your not-so-serious host, Ali Lou and my favorite person in the world, Boldev Sandu. Welcome back, Boldev.
1: Oh, thanks, Ali. Welcome back, too.
0: What have you been up to?
1: A lot of stuff. Mainly trying to stay warm, because it is freezing in Los Angeles this right now. This
0: is absolute nonsense. I did not leave Alaska to put on a down jacket in California.
1: Yeah, I've been wearing just about every layer I own, and wool socks,
0: and wool socks with slippers. <laughs> and, um, I know, I um, know, it's not good, but it has been nice to get like rain. Though I, I'm, I'm really appreciative of like we needed the rain, but this is and enough. by
1: rain you mean the flood, right?
0: <laughs> yes, the cleansing flood. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Street signs and trees are just straight up toppling over in in all over the city.
0: But what's hilarious is that all my friends from Alaska. Like, I posted on my stories, like, it was, like, 48 degrees in Beverly Hills yesterday. And uh, I put up a story of us, like, in our jackets. And it's, like, 48 degrees in Beverly Hills. And someone from Alaska was, like, are you fucking serious? Like, so triggered. So triggered that we're having any kind of weather.
1: Yeah, no. People people don't like it when we complain about the weather. They're, like, you can only complain when it's on fire. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's it. It's like like my friend Scott was like, "Oh yeah, California gets a little rain, and no one knows what to do." Meanwhile, there's like a flood in Larch- Larchmont Village, like so close to our house, literally the like street. The, street, the street
1: sign for Larchmont like, is. On you the don't ground. know what
0: to do. It's like I really don't. I really don't know what to do in this situation where my car has to be a boat. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, no, we didn't drive far. We only went to the movies to watch Cocaine
0: Bear, and that was just five minutes away. If we had died on the way to Cocaine Bear, it would have been worth it. Death by an honorable hand, I think. It's been a hot minute since we've been here. Um, it's been a hot minute since Alaska Daily has been on the air, so I don't feel bad. The show took a break
1: midway, no, not even midway, like towards the end. Yeah, after like six episodes, they took a break.
0: And they took a long ass break. We took a break too. <laughs> yeah, we, we took a break to get our shit together. We had a lot go on. I mean, like we're back to like, what, November? We went
1: to my cousin's wedding. My cousin Justin got married in Phoenix.
0: We took a road trip from LA to Phoenix, got there and then had just like five days of nonstop Indian wedding activity.
1: It was intense. Allie, this was your first Indian wedding.
0: It really was my big, fat Indian wedding. I was very excited, uh, and then I was very tired.
1: It's a lot. It's There's a lot of events. Like, each day, there's multiple events. It's crazy. And then there's like, and then we all go to this person's house, and then we all go to this house. And it's
0: just, it can be a lot. Look, here's the thing. Award season got nothing on an Indian wedding. I did multiple wardrobe changes. Shout out to your mom, Jethi, for being... Stylist of the year.
1: Yeah, my mom went to India and picked out suits for me and my brothers, uh, all our partners, and she had to has ha- we had to give her our measurements.
0: Worst day of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I think I cried the whole time you were wrapping measuring tape around me and sending those numbers to your mother.
1: Yeah, and then they still came out tight.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we were also being so conservative.
1: Yeah. Um, no, we added inches or whatever. I maybe we didn't get a, do it in the metric system, that might have been what it was.
0: I honestly needed to get a new phone afterwards. Like I <laughs> have no evidence of those numbers. But I it felt I yeah. felt good knowing everyone else had to give their measurements too. So. Yeah, it was fun. It was
1: fun. Uh, yeah, like I said, it was my cousin Jushen. It's uh, my mom's brother, her, his kids,
0: her twin brother,
1: her twin brother. My mom has a twin brother. He lives in Phoenix, and his oldest son Jushen got married. So congratulations, Jushen and Syra, uh, the newlyweds.
0: That was crazy fun.
1: It was super fun. Beautiful wedding, um, and
0: I love hanging out with your brothers and. Alicia and Aditi. It's
1: always fun when you're with your family and everyone's getting along.
0: I was bummed that I didn't get any Thanksgiving until (laughs) Sunday when we drove, uh, we went completely out of the way. We went like two hours out of the way to Tucson. Thank you, by the way. Um, to go see my best friend, Jessica. And she had Thanksgiving leftovers, leftovers. for us.
1: Yeah, we had some. We had some. You we were very happy about it.
0: Yeah, Jess is the best.
1: Yeah, so that, that was that trip. We drove to and from Phoenix. It was cool. Uh, we came back.
0: Came back on the Sunday. On the
1: Sunday. And then we just kind of had to catch up with work. And then we're, Allie and I also produced... Uh, an independent one-off comedy show here in LA uh, so that kind of like took up a lot of attention and focus during the week but it was super fun like it was a packed house and
0: dude, you hadn't done stand-up in so long and you destroyed Oh thank you baby
1: that's nice it was it was a fun crowd. It was
0: a standing room only show which I w- was really worried about at first because you know how people love to bitch
1: Yeah people love to bitch about anything that immediately becomes a little inconvenient and uh, <laughs> and not getting to sit can be a bit of an inconvenience. But it was it was like the show had like a super fun party vibe. There's like a lot of music too, so People were people were happy to stand. I think.
0: Yeah, I was excited about that. And then um, the next day, I got to be one of Drew Landry's openers. Uh, he was filming his little special, and he invited me and some really wonderful female identifying comics to open for him. Um, and that was just like such a fun night. That made me that made me excited for stand up again. Like I watched you on Saturday, and then I got to you know do well on Sunday and watch him do his work and i'm excited for ali by
1: the way did so well on both these shows too destroyed both nights uh on the saturday show we produced and the sunday show she did with drew like just destroyed audiences both nights it was fun to watch you do well and th- that show with drew i think you had one of the best sets you've had in like a long
0: time oh was thanks, super fun. Man. yeah that was fun it, yeah. again it made me really excited it made me excited to see you like i think we very rarely get to like see each other do well <laughs> like we're usually just fighting for our life up there. We're just
1: usually watching each other eat shit.
0: (laughs) Hey, I don't eat shit.
1: That's true. You're just watching me eat (laughs) shit.
0: (laughs) Sometimes I don't do well, but I don't think I eat shit
1: in the middle of all that. Uh, Ali somehow.
0: Well, okay. Came down with a vid. (laughs) I got the vid. I got the vid in December of 2022. And that is so embarrassing. It's There's something like extra cringe about getting COVID this late.
1: <laughs>
0: it's like me being like, hey, have you heard this new artist called Taylor Swift? <laughs> and everyone's like, um, we've been knowing. It's bad. Yeah. It's but, so good. But you're
1: feeling better now, right?
0: I'm feeling better. Um, That was terrible. We got through The Hunger Games.
1: We'd been watching The Hunger Games.
0: Which you'd never seen before. I'd never before. seen.
1: I'd never seen. And I liked it. I liked it a lot.
0: Anyway, I showed you that beautiful body of work, and what? How did you repay me?
1: I look. This wasn't meant to be an equal level of sharing of movies. I will say that <laughs> going into this exchange. Uh, And the only, look, Allie likes fucked up movies. Allie likes fucked up movies more than I like fucked up movies. And I only really like watching fucked up movies when I watch them with Allie. Like, (laughs) they make me uncomfortable. They make (laughs) me squirm. They make me nauseous. They stick with me and just make me feel generally unwell about the state of things.
0: But see, I am one of those horrible TV and movie talkers But in this case, it helps you because we can talk about... Talk your
1: anxiety out while you watch. in
0: real time.
1: So for one of my jobs, I work like a company that does like top 10 style videos about like pop culture and stuff. And one that I did recently was on like 10 sex scene, like iconic sex scenes in movies. And this movie Antichrist came up, which is by Lars von Trier. And I haven't seen any of his other work. I just know that he is a very controversial filmmaker. And I know that Antichrist was like a really fucked up movie because I remember that came out when I was like a freshman in college. And like we talked about it a little bit but I don't remember what we talked about. I just remember it was really fucked up and it came up at work. And so I was like, Al, you like fucked up movies. Let's watch this one.
0: It was released everywhere but America. Yeah. You can't see this movie in America. It was like a European release. We had to rent it on YouTube. Okay. So
1: spoilers real quick. I mean, I know we talk about this TV show that maybe we're spoiling too sometimes (laughs) if you don't watch it and we probably spoiled other movies, but this one, we're going to spoil a lot of it and there's some really fucked up stuff. So just heads up.
0: Okay. Look, mom, turn it off now. (laughs) Um, Turn it off now, anyone uh, related to Buldev? because there's going to be some graphic descriptions of this movie because I am processing what I saw. If someone shows you a Lars von Trier movie, they hate you. I was like, Buldev, do you want to break up? (laughs) (laughs) Is this your way of ending things with me? Because I hated this movie so much. I went into this being like, okay, this is like an artsy Euro piece of... Horror erotica or whatever it is. Thinking like, oh, there's an allegory for grief. No, it is just a man who hates women. <laughs>
1: he he made these movies. This is like a part of a trilogy he made from when he was like clinically depressed. Like he was depressed and like hospitalized and all that. Uh, and so you think it's going to be a lot. But turns out, yeah, it's a lot of... He probably just hates women um, because this woman is so evil. Uh, at one point when she's trying to kill Willem Dafoe, what, what does she do, Allie? She takes off his pants she, she takes gets off on his him pants, she, she rides she mounts him she gets him hard yes and then she she gets, she gets off,
0: off of him and then she takes a big giant wooden block and smashes his wiener and then she stimulates him she
1: grabs she jerks him she off she jerks
0: him off and then he comes blood
1: uh, and you see, and him, you come see blood.
0: him come the blood
1: it gets on her a little bit.
0: It gets all over her shirt because you see it for the rest of the movie there's blood on her shirt and then you remember oh did she cut herself? No, he came blood.
1: Yeah. So and then there's like a lot more torturing and all this and it turns out yeah she's she's like the devil or the antichrist or you know whatever. It was yeah. an intense movie and look i didn't know Look, it was i'm depressed
0: to too i'm sad too i like i don't there was no excuse for this movie there's no excuse for this man honestly take away his rights take away his rights to pen and paper take away his rights to any camera equipments because literally he, all i heard through the whole movie was just like to know hell is to know a woman women are the devil man like just fuck you lars von triera i hope you fucking come blood
1: to know woman is to know hell.
0: Hell is to know a woman.
1: <laughs> nature of
0: woman is hell. Hell in nature is woman. Uh, I can't believe that it's already March.
1: We're going to be leaving for Alaska in, yeah, like a month.
0: Yeah, we have Willie and Monet's wedding. Um, sorry, you're not invited. And then... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, most yeah. of you,
1: not invited. Not invited. Very exclusive. Pretty exclusive affair. <laughs>
0: Um, and then, literally, the day after Monet and Willie's wedding, sorry, not invited, um, we hop on a plane and we go to Alaska, and we're there all month to do the De Guzman girls. Birthdays, uh, The cluster birthdays is what I'm going to call it.
1: Yeah, it's you, your twin sisters, and your mom's birthdays. Like, that's...
0: Yeah, my mom's 60th is coming up, and then the twins, and then we have Danny's baby shower, and then my birthday, and then we dip. And then we see Monet and Willie again at Goose. So, again, you're not invited. Sorry.
1: We're bookending uh, the month of April with our friends Willie and Monet, who...
0: You'll never meet because they're very exclusive.
1: This is a very exclusive group. You got to know someone.
0: We are going to miss the Alaska Before You Die Festival. I really wanted to mention the Alaska Before You Die Festival. That's coming up in April. If you are in Anchorage um, and you just want like an entire week of nonstop quality comedy, please check out whatever the Alaska Before You Die Festival has going on. I think they are probably the most fun comedy festival on the circuit right now. Like imagine you're like a fucking comic and you get to just be in Alaska and experience it's like being taken care of for like a whole week.
1: Not just that, but those shows are like really good, like packed houses for every single show, like engaging audiences and like, yeah, when else, when else and how else are you going to get to Alaska? In most cases. I mean, for, for me, I've, because Allie lives there. I've I've been to (laughs) so many times, but like most people, not too many other comedians. Yeah. Not, not too many. Comedians or
0: Or people, or people in general,
1: you know, have never been to Alaska and might not ever make it. So, this is like a great, you know, way to get yourself there.
0: Well, we did the first, the very first fest in 2019, which was such an incredible experience. I'd never done stand up in my hometown before then, and it was just incredible. Uh, Cass Smiley, who takes care of everyone just really does a good job like showing everyone around the country what Alaska is about like Alaskan hospitality I mean you've experienced the way com- Alaska comics have treated you like
1: they're very kind and like welcoming and like they're just like so glad you're there. Everyone's just glad you're there. It's super fun. And honestly, like when you look at other festivals to like, you know, around America, a lot of them don't give you as many accommodations as this festival does.
0: Yeah, I'm really sad to miss it. We're literally going to get there the day after um, the festival. So yeah, again, if you're in Anchorage, uh, in April, please check out the Alaska Before You Die Comedy Festival. It is a good time and then we're back in Alaska in July yeah true your sister is expecting my sister is expecting I'm so excited she's having a girl thank god I literally googled how am I gonna love this thing if it's a boy <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yeah, what a promising future you would have had I would've,
0: you would have been his favorite I, aunt for sure good thing you live in LA <laughs> I would have figured it out okay I grew up with boys I grew up with 12 you know this I grew up with 12 boys true. and I kind of don't want to deal with boys now I'm like haha <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) now you're gonna do what i want to (laughs)
1: do yeah well good thing i guess good thing it worked out
0: I know. I'm so excited. She's having a baby girl in July. And you love to be in Alaska in July. That's we've decided, right? Yeah. That's summertime is the winner.
1: That is for sure the time for me to be in Alaska. I cannot I think I think we talk about it on every episode.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Every episode has just been like a rundown of how you just cannot hang in Alaska unless (laughs) it's summertime.
1: Look, I told you I'm wearing every layer I have right now, and it's like what, 45 degrees here? Like
0: I was doing I did my first commercial shoot. This past week. And thank you. um, And it was hailing and snowing in San Dimas where we were shooting. That was wild. It was even more wild to like look over and see the clients in like a tent making deconstructed s'mores and like (laughs) eating authentic ramen out of clay bowls. And I'm like, so cool.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Everyone was probably just so pissed.
0: (laughs) But then we wrap up the summer here in LA with the Taylor Swift concert. And Mm -hmm. Maybe Alaska Daily will be wrapped up by then as well. Who knows? Like, I think we should just keep this going, even if Alaska Daily gets canceled, because I don't know. The last, okay, I will say this. This last episode, it started to look a little bit more like a TV show made by the guy who did Spotlight. Like, it's starting to look like it's Credits
1: yeah I think I think that's part of why they took the time off is like <laughs> they like man we uh we spent a lot of money making the last four episodes really good so we got to take a break in the middle of it <laughs> yeah they uh this was the sixth episode yep uh, and that happened that was the last one that happened back in November uh the seventh episode is the one that they're coming back with and they're only going up to 10 so they took what like three months off to do three more episodes but you know whatever budget schedules
0: yeah i mean
1: uh and so we're just we're we're touching back on that old one we're gonna jump into the new one that came out and we'll see we'll see
0: who's doing this god we are rusty bones Episode six of Alaska Daily is titled, You Can't Put a Price on a Life. What did you think of this episode, Valdiv?
1: Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, We we talked about it a little bit in the intro, and, you know, it it definitely seems like they stepped everything up in this sixth episode, and I imagine the rest of the season, you know, to, like, really
0: make it look as... Like, serious and cinematic. It looks so much better than the rest of the season, so I'm really glad that they're taking a little bit more time to put in the effort the episode opens on this social media video of this girl henley
1: yeah her name's henley
0: uh she's on some sort of glacier cruise in alaska she's on her phone she's drinking and then she falls off the boat and this bitch goes missing
1: Yeah, and Stanley is sitting in his office watching this video. You see that he's the one watching on his computer, and he's just fielding phone calls from news outlets all over America being like, hey, Stanley, long time no see. Anyways.
0: Yeah, I mean, everyone only wants a piece of Alaska when they can get something out of it, like a story or oil or gold. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so this bitch falls off the boat. And then the governor just spares no expense to start searching for her. So at the same time, there is a missing indigenous woman who basically no one knows is missing because there's nothing um, being done about her disappearance. There's right. no news coverage. There's no police coverage. Like, it's all just being overshadowed by this uh, dumb bitch who falls off the boat.
1: Right. And, you know, Roz brings that up and, she, you know, she's she's writing a story on this and helping and participating in the search and for the missing indigenous woman. Yeah, for, for her, uh, yeah, this missing indigenous woman, Jade. You know, the story about this uh, uh, Henley falling off the cruise lands on Eileen's lap because, you know, well, nobody else, everyone's like, we're all busy, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, she
0: called it like human interest fodder or something like that, yeah. uh, clickbait. Um, but then Claire has the idea to do like a parallel piece between the missing indigenous women and this, you know, missing Henley woman and just kind of show the disparities between both searches
1: yeah the office really kind of rallies together when they're like oh we we should you know rather than cover the search like you know every other news outlet in the country is going to do uh they're all you know the big ones can do it better than us like why not tell the story of the tale of two searches because you know eileen goes to the uh uh the press conference and then you know she sees how much money is being spent and you know how crazy you know just overboard the resources are
0: I mean, millions of dollars.
1: Yeah, and so they're just like, that's crazy. Again, especially considering, you know, when Roz is on, you know, looking for uh, Jade, the indigenous woman who went missing. And so it just feels like a strong piece to write. Everyone gets in on it and, you know, we're off.
0: That's what I really liked about this episode is that you got to see other members of the newsroom activated like Bob. I'd never seen Bob do any journalism before, but if it was going to be like a mid-season break or whatever, I wish that they had done anything with Yuna and and miles and gabe instead they just kind of had them off to the side yeah Um, yeah they
1: weren't as involved there was like a little bit of you know just banter here and there yeah
0: but like claire isn't able to do anything with any of the searches because she's covering this very important gala that's happening
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. For the governor. Yeah. While
0: this whole thing is happening, there's like, well, yeah. press. Like, it's Claire's a very like involved a, episode.
1: Claire, yeah, Claire's on. She, she calls it mayhem. Like, that's just like, all, I guess, whenever all the shit's hitting the fan.
0: Yeah. And, like, Claire, we haven't seen her really doing much reporting except for that fire episode yeah. that we saw her in. But, like, when people are calling Stanley about the story, um, like, Doug from Seattle calls and he's like, say hi to Claire for me. And Stanley's like, well, she's never leaving Alaska. So, I guess. People are interested in Claire. People are really interested in Claire. Absolutely. Um, and... Eileen is not interested in this gala at all. Yeah, she gets invited
1: by uh, what's that? Aaron? Pritchard. Yeah, because yeah, he's he's at the. Because they kissed
0: the last episode, and they, she was like, "Never again. We cannot do it." Yeah, and and she sees
1: him at the office because he's at the. He was talking to Stanley, and he's like, "So you remember how I said I didn't care about the numbers or the money when I first took over?" <laughs> yeah, so I'm here about the numbers and the money.
0: Yeah, it's really weird when he puts <laughs> on his like publisher hat and like when he's. I don't yeah, know. It's yeah, like it's, it's still very all, all weird. of a sudden.
1: He's like demanding, like you know, and like Stanley's like, "Look, man, like you know, you know what you got into when you took over here, right?" And then he's like, you, "Are you getting pressure from up top?"
0: Yeah. Well, he gets okay. Pritchard gets so mad because Stanley insinuates that he's there at the hand of his father. Yeah. So it's like daddy, daddy issues at the ass, right? Um, and Would so, you
1: do a business with your dad?
0: I can barely do a family with my dad. How am I going to do a business? <laughs>
1: Yeah, How am I yeah, gonna do? It? Yeah. I'd
0: be one fired. Two, I'd be like burn this business to the ground
1: afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's tricky working. I used to work. You for used my to dad. work for your
0: dad, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It was it was intense. Not only did I work for my dad, this was at a factory, uh, so that was it's like a hat on a hat. You know, at that point, like you know,
0: it's just so funny because like I know that you grew up doing this work and like that's your family's business, but I just like never see indian people in factories let alone me could like you blue, imagine blue collar india because you, you know what i mean like the family business is usually like the family practice
1: right yeah i know my dad has a wire and cable manufacturing company it's called wire tech i uh, like wire tech <laughs> i like going
0: there i like to look at all the spools
1: yeah, there's. Watergate is a cool look. It's cool. It's cool if you're not working there. That's <laughs> for sure. It's like you know all these machines and stuff, and it's a lot going on. And my dad's been running it since the '90s. Um, well, at least
0: he paid you.
1: Yeah, no, he paid me. He paid me good. Like, and he always offers, like you know, like I I worked there, um, I think two summers uh, home from college, the freshman year, sophomore year. I think those I did that, and then yeah, because junior year I had an internship in the city and I didn't come home. I was like, I can't do another year at Wired and it's like it's like hot as shit, and you're in a factory, dude. Like all the machines are on; it's so hot,
0: and you're like allergic to all the oils and stuff. Yeah, yeah,
1: I'm just like getting all rashy. <laughs> <laughs> all these oils and metallic Blue oils gives you
0: a rash. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, I got. I need the white collar; it's better for my skin. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was cool, and uh, yeah, but uh, I I don't know if I could run that place with him. I could like me me and my dad used to. Have scream at each other like it was nuts when can you scream at your employee? well he used to scream to be fair he screamed at all his employees but I
0: feel like at a factory screaming is yeah kind of the norm S-
1: yeah screaming is the norm and sometimes it saves lives yeah and sometimes like someone fucks up real bad <laughs> and you just have to scream and you can only fuck <laughs> up that bad in a, in a factory you know <laughs> where something is destroyed see it's
0: crazy <laughs> because I, I only have good memories at Wiretech every time I go to Wiretech your dad gives us pizza and <laughs> that's true there's and, always pizza every time we go. And mini bottles of wine. So I think it's a great place to work. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, Just
0: like when we visited the store, I got, like, free ice cream. I'm like, this is awesome. <laughs> that's
1: true. That's true. I never worked. And my parents also have a convenience store. And I don't... I never worked there. That was after... Yeah, the store. I don't... You know, no, no working memories. there. And in fact, we used to even work at the factory. And, you know, I look back at it. I think of, you know, when we used to go to Wiretech as kids. My dad would kind of sort of put us to work. But, like, not... In an intense way, you like and your a, brothers, yeah, like me and my brothers, and like if our friends if they came, like not like our like our white friends, but like our family friends, kids, you know.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: no way, my dad could put like my friend James to work. <laughs> yeah,
0: I've met James. <laughs> I think at any age that would be difficult.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you know, but if like you know, our you know cousins from New Jersey are over and we're all at the factory together. No, he'll have us unspool the junk wires so we can throw them in a recycling. Box. Well, they
0: could use with some factory time okay
1: yeah yeah Yeah, we we could all use some factory time yeah it was just like and it's like when you're a kid like you just think you're like you're having fun and you think you're helping so it's like but all he was doing was just having us pull the wire by hand off of the old spools that like just junk wire and then we throw it in a box so he could throw it away like nice it's not you know it's actually no he'd get money for it so we thought we were like yeah we made him like six dollars today like that's sick (laughs) it's
0: like elevated recycling yeah that's cute. Yeah, I, Michael Liu is my dad. Is an engineer, so I couldn't. He doesn't have a business. He just works for the government. But I did have to go to take your daughter to work day with him, and that was, what was just that like I just like read a book. And <laughs> <laughs> he just did. He try to show you what he did. Or? No, it's like okay, where he worked before. Take your daughter to work, it was like a work event, so your the dads will or you know whoever would bring all their daughters and then they'd drop us off in like an atrium and then they'd go do their work day and we would learn about engineering and not spend any time with our dads because <laughs> they were busy
1: engineering, yeah, yeah, they should have just put you in like a daycare at that point
0: yeah i and I was just like, and then I'd have to like explain like he's not my real dad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I'm not at work with my mom. I just don't know what she does to this day. You would rather go to work with your mom? I don't know what my mom does because when my mom is at work, she is calling me. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't want to just like sit in my mom's office while she calls my sisters. Yeah, you can just both get on the phone together. We could just both go home and watch TV. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Sounds like a good job. I mean, that's kind of what we do now, though.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that TV is on constantly. (laughs) Not to brag. (laughs) (laughs) So, Pritchard is in Stanley's office, and Pritchard doesn't know that Stanley has been poking around in his family and their financials, and, like, Stanley's trying to figure out what is motivating this Pritchard family to be so invested in the newspaper newspaper and in um, this property.
1: Yeah, he meets with this guy. What's his name? I think his name is Ken. They yeah. meet at a Tolstoy's beard. Tolstoy's beard, which not a real bar, right?
0: Not a real, not a real bar. Yeah,
1: they meet at Tolstoy's beard. Uh, Stanley and his contact, who's been digging into the Pritchards, and like, yeah, apparently there's like some like land that the Pritchards seem to be interested in they're developing around it, but that land is, like, protected by the governor. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, like, who knows what would happen if it was not protected. And so that, you know... It just piques interest. Yeah, it's just like, okay, like, you're interested in something. This is something seemingly shady. He's got his eye on him, and, you know, that's good. Good for Stanley, you know, smart guy. And then on uh, Aaron's way out of the office, that's when he runs runs into into Eileen Eileen and invites her to the gala, and she's like, well, I'm not doing that again. He's like, no, we're not going to do that again. I might try, but But he just wanted an excuse
0: to get her all gussied up. Yeah. Yeah. He just wanted to take her out. He's Uh, like, I'm tall. I'll put on a tux. Yeah, And and she's like,
1: no, gals aren't my thing. Whatever.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm horrible. I'm Eileen. I don't like anything. (laughs) (laughs)
1: What, okay. What do you, what are some things that you think Eileen likes?
0: I think Eileen likes being good at journalism. (laughs) That's the only thing that I've, and she likes wine.
1: Uh, after Aaron leaves and Eileen kind of turns him down, there's a bit of a, you know, uh, confrontation between Roz and uh, Stanley because Stanley sent Bob and uh, Miles, Miles, the photographer, the gummy eating, the weed gummy eating photographer. He didn't
0: mention any gummies or any weed references at all. But in the strip mall, there is a dispensary where Alaska Daily. Oh, that's right. What where was the Alaska it called again? Daily's offices are. It was something ridiculous.
1: Yeah, it was pretty ridiculous. It's we'll like Alaska dank buds or something no. Yeah, the
0: dank buds is definitely <laughs> definitely yeah. a contender. But um yeah. Yeah. Um uh, yeah, Rosa's pissed because she needs art for the for, uh, her, story. for her story and her missing indigenous yeah. person. And Stanley has already sent Miles out with Bob uh, to, to f- Seward um to to take photos of like the cruise ship that Henley fell off of. Yeah. Yeah, and so then Bob
1: meets at the crew with the cruise guy, who's like supposed to talk to him about the security protocol, and we learned that they don't have like a man overboard system; they just never installed one, which is pretty shady. Uh, and Miles gets like a close-up picture through the drone or something uh, of the ship, and it's like it's like from Panama, so mm-hmm. so they like, don't
0: have to adhere to the U.S., which is why they don't have
1: a man overboard system. Uh, which I don't, I don't really know. I guess it's like a camera maybe or like a guy <laughs> that watches being like, whoa!
0: <laughs> Man overboard! Yeah, it used to be just a guy like on pirate ships. but
1: um, Yeah, yeah. I think that's the job I would want on a pirate ship. Everything else sounds pretty intense.
0: Well, what was crazy is that when Bob was pressing on this cruise guy to answer questions, the cruise guy was just like, oh, he never installed it! Uh, what do you want me to say? Yeah, he,
1: he was upset that Bob thought that was weird. He's like, "What? None of none of us install these things. I know. Why do you think we're all from Panama?
0: <laughs> no offense, Panama.
1: <laughs> I mean, if you're if you're letting, I guess offense. If, if I guess if your government is letting these <laughs> ships, you know, fucking float around, drive around, whatever they do in the ocean, and letting people fall over, and just because it's cheaper to not,
0: maybe yeah. offense. Maybe offense. Yeah." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And while that's going down, I mean, Eileen is just getting more numbers from people about how much money is being, being poured spent. into yeah, this she, search. she
1: goes to the. They're, they're they're like having a the commissioners having like a meeting and they like they're like having super expensive sushi or something. It's like. Yeah. It was like thousands of dollars just to cater that meal, which is insane. Yeah. So she goes to this meeting and she like questions the commissioner, and the commissioner's like, "It's your guys. It's not my fault that we're spending more money to find this white girl and not the native girl. It's your guys' fault because you tell the stories this way." And you know,
0: she essentially just said, no, uh, "If we don't find this white girl, everyone's going to be up in arms. No one says anything
1: about the about indigenous, indigenous girls." Women. So yeah, so you know. It's just more finger pointing, uh, and then all the reporters go back and they kind of share their findings, and so uh, this is this is where things kind of start to really speed up. Uh, Austin and Una pull Henley's record, and they she's had two arrests, I think, she, and like a like a possession charge or something like that. Mm-hmm.
0: And she was inebriated on the cruise. Yeah, which is something just, that they didn't bring up while yeah, it they is, paint her as an angel. While it, with the missing indigenous women, that's the first thing that they bring yeah, they up. They
1: bring up records and you know arrests, blood alcohol levels, problems, and, yeah. yeah, things like that. So that's pretty bad. Uh, Bob shares his thing about the man overboard system, uh, and then also that uh, the Coast Guard search is being paid for by taxpayer dollars, not the car, not the cruise line is not paying for the National Guard search, the Coast Guard search. It's the tax money, and so that's just like another thing that's lumped on top of it. Um, and so between all with all that information, uh, Roz and Bob just decide to go to the next press conference, and then that's when things get like pretty heated.
0: Yeah, that's when Bob like really shows his, um, journalistic prowess.
1: Yeah, They so like the commissioner's giving, you know, they're speaking about what's being done. It's like, it's been, now it's been however many hours. Uh, still haven't found her, but we are spending more money. And then yeah, then we
0: spare no expense.
1: Bob chimes in to, like, he just kind of like, when there's like a beat for questions, he immediately chimes in and is yeah, like... Yeah, no
0: mm. raising your hand for Bob.
1: Yeah, Bob is like, raising your hand you <laughs> cucks. <laughs> yeah, raising your hand is for cucks. Like uh, Jake Band. See Jake? Got you again. We
0: had to bury it deep in this episode to make him listen.
1: Yeah, but uh, (laughs) (laughs) hope you're happy, guy. Happy birthday.
0: Uh, Yeah, and Bob just is just like (laughs) relentless in his line of questions about
1: the man overboard system, Mm -hmm. and then and then then Roz
0: and then Roz Roz
1: jumps in, and then she brings up Henley's record, and they're like, "Well, we really don't see what that has anything to do with this." And then she's like, "Well, you guys bring it up with all these native women," and then she holds up the files of all the missing. Indigenous women and, you know, meant that they were all, you know, had their records brought up and were besmirched, you know, in the news, in the media, press conferences and stuff like that. Uh, and so that, you know, it just creates a bit of a stir.
0: Uh, well, yeah, because the lady is like, when Roz brings up Henley's records and like the fact that she was drunk on the boat, um, the lady's like... I don't think that we should be victim blaming here. And then she's like, you're right. But like, why'd you do it with these indigenous women? And then it fell silent. Uh,
1: the press secretary does say that uh, the governor, uh, Governor Thacker has a task force for missing murdered indigenous women. And then like, that's, that's something that, uh, you know, Roz and Eileen are going to dive into later. Yeah. So yeah, uh, Eileen starts digging into the financial records uh, for this task force, uh, and Roz gets a talking to from Stanley, who got a talking to from the press conference people, and they're just like, you gotta be better. Uh, And Roz is like, yeah, whatever, fuck you. Uh, And she goes to help for this uh, search for Jade, this missing uh, indigenous woman, and Stanley's like, why are you going? Didn't you already cover the search?
0: And she's like, yeah, but she's not found yet, so I'm gonna (laughs) go back.
1: And Stanley is just like, duh! Like you're just like, <laughs> fucking,
0: like, uh, just oh, deer yeah. deer
1: in headlights on that guy.
0: Yeah, oh yeah, Roz was like, she's still missing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sounds like, but, but 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 we got the story. <laughs> yeah, it was not not a good showing for him there. But yeah, so then Roz heads out to do that.
0: Wait, pause. We also get to meet Roz's boyfriend. Par- yeah, partner. Yeah, uh, Jindaha, Jindahan? Jindaha, I yeah. think that's his name. He's um he's like a photographer
1: slash graphic designer or web developer or something like no, that. No, he's
0: like a statistics person.
1: Well, no, because he he he's doing web design for like uh to use Raz's statistics to like right. make it into like a media like presentation.
0: Right. He's like he like we when we meet him he like has just gotten like this huge PhD thing yeah like grant or something and um so she takes him out and yeah he's kind of he's. This seems nice. Yeah, I like him. You like him? I like him. It's nice to think of Roz like having a life. Yeah. Like it's something that Eileen doesn't have. You know what I mean? Like Roz has this partner who she can be like, come take photos for me please
1: yeah yeah he well he offers he he she doesn't even have to ask right like, he right. knows that like she's stressed out and like she doesn't have the resources and he just kind of steps in imagine if raza's boyfriend was a piece of shit that would be
0: tragic <laughs> yeah, no, claire's husband is a piece of shit um <laughs> well no because it's like we've seen raz like glimpses of raza's life like on that day off episode she's has a basketball league that she yeah, has you know right. what I mean like she is in the She leads know, a she, pretty fulfilling yeah. life. Like she's you know. on boots on the ground on this search for Jade. Yeah, yeah. So she, it was really nice to see that she has like a partner that supports her.
1: Eileen Eileen starts digging into these records. Uh she brings the she, you know uh tax records of this task force to that bartender that's the accountant
0: that yeah. she has, right in episode 1 we established that the bartender at Tolstoy's beard was a former accountant. Yeah. Like corporate accountant. So Eileen brings her the, the papers and she looks through them and she's like, this is a pretty straightforward financial statement. And then she finds um, that there is one PR group that is being paid out throughout the entire Yeah, that's,
1: that's like the only money, that's a majority of the money allocated to this task force is being spent on... PR. PR for this company called uh, Concordia Public Relations. You know that's a that's a new lead for Eileen at yeah, least. Yeah, like because that's, you know
0: who is one of the owners there are yeah, the Pritchards.
1: Yeah, the yeah Aaron Pritchard's dad, whatever mm-hmm. whatever his name is. Uh, yeah, and then Stanley shows up to uh, the search. Yeah, <laughs> you know, he's, he's, he's got that
0: white guilt, that hot white
1: guilt. This is his white guilt, you know, really got inflamed right there, like spiking spiking levels of <laughs> white guilt. Um, and he just showed up ready to save the world. <laughs>
0: And then it was nice because he then offered, like, money. You know, he's like, I'm going to try and get money for...
1: Right, yeah, because Jindaha was talking about, like, doing a more, like, instead of Visual, just having, like, a yeah. chart with, you know, numbers and statistics of what's happening. Like, you know, different kinds of, like, you know, just multimedia. I say that like I know what I fucking mean. <laughs> Just, like, different, more visual representations of data that you can do now on the internet. Yeah,
0: it would just be more impactful. I mean, who doesn't love an infographic? I know that I retain a lot more information that way (laughs) rather than reading facts and,
1: like... Yeah, 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 for sure. And it's
0: just something to, like, up, you know, anything to give... Ros in this work a leg up, you know. Yeah, so Unfortunately that's... it involves bells and whistles, but at least Stanley recognizes that he can be helpful in this yeah, situation. So he's
1: like, I'll get you some money for that, which is which is great. Um
0: Stanley is like the ideal boss, to yeah. be fair.
1: Yeah, well I think I think your boss, Dale, is maybe the ideal boss. <laughs> yeah, he really is. I love, I love Dale. Dale
0: Weinstein. I mean... You were a real one.
1: <laughs> yeah, I love you, Dale. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> 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 I don't even work. You're just trying to get left the company.
1: Yeah, I for sure I'm trying to get Dale to leave it to me leave RTVA (laughs) to me. I don't know what I would do with it. Yeah,
0: you've got zero marketing
1: experience. I don't have any marketing experience. I have zero. Like, what's this on your
0: resume? You unspooled wire and then (laughs) dumped it in the trash. (laughs) Uh,
1: And then nothing for thirty years. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) You're you're hired. You're
0: hired. So then this is when Eileen uh decides that she is going go to, to the gala go to this gala so because
1: that the governor is going to be at the gala The gala and Gala or gala? Gala, I think, because that's how they said it on the show. Yeah.
0: <laughs> anyway, you you tell us. Here's the thing, is it gala I, or gala?
1: I've never been to a gala, so I I really don't. You've never know. been to a gala? Yeah, no. Or I a mean, gala? You, no, no, neither. How about you? You well, you said you you I used have. to sing at these. So <laughs> when we when we this gala that we're gonna see that Eileen goes to when she gets all dressed up and nice, she shows up and there's a band playing in the balcony. What are, they, what are they called?
0: Paiuma. Yes, Stephen. Um, he is a really really wonderful performer that I got to work with and sing with. Um, and he had a little cameo. They had the gala at gala oh my god now i don't know um at the anchorage museum which is where we had our prom
1: uh-huh and What's, where... what was a good prom memory from that night
0: well honestly uh it wasn't even my prom it was my boyfriend at the times prom and he was so this is like my favorite part because he was being an asshole to me the whole night <laughs> um we are leaving and he's like having like a really like I'm the guy moment, you know, uh-huh. <clears throat> post-prom lights a cigar that his dad gave him, backs up his truck, revs it, and then backs into a pole. <laughs> <laughs> Were you in the car with him? Yes.
1: Oh, did you get hurt?
0: No, I was just like trying really hard not to laugh because he was being such an asshole all night. Um,
1: he got what he got coming.
0: He deserves everything terrible that's ever <laughs> 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 Um. Yeah, okay, okay. But the museum is a really wonderful um, event space. And so, and did you ever sing at events at the museum? I did, yes. Um, the Alaska Children's Choir that I was part of the, uh, would do concerts at the museum all the time. Um, I would sing at events, like private events, weddings, things like that. Nice. Yeah, it was really fun. I and never... it's like, a, I'll take you. I'll take you when we go either in April or July. It's a really beautiful building. Sick. So she goes to the gala with Aaron Pritchard, who's looking delicious and tall. You think in he his looks t- handsome? Yeah, I just like. <sighs> He's really tall. Claire is covering the gala, and she sees Eileen and Pritchard being a little too familiar. Yes. Yeah, so and she side eyes, and yeah, that's going to come back later. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Since so she was covering, it, she's there, and then uh, they run into Pilot Poet Jamie, Twist. my guy.
0: Ugh, God. so you
1: you think you think Pritchard is handsome? You thought he was looking handsome,
0: handsome and tall.
1: I thought Jamie was looking pretty handsome. Jamie and scruffy. was looking
0: like <laughs> I'm not into him. I'm not into him. I'm not into his vibe. I'm not into his bad poem. Because he's like there yeah, he, he, to win an award. He, he won an award and for one Pritchard of his And then Pritchard is like, oh, my dad paid for that award. <laughs> it yeah. was like
1: a real like. It was like two, two really condescending moments. One was like, oh, you're winning that award. My dad is paying for it. And then the other one, it's like, you're a pilot. Oh, what do you fly? And then he says what plane he flies. And he's like, oh, those are so much fun. I used to have one when I was a kid or whatever. It was <laughs> like, And then Jamie's like, yep, my I still have mine. <laughs> it's like, yikes.
0: Yeah. And then Jamie goes and reads this bad poem. I just. Is poetry just bad?
1: I don't know. I mean, like, do you like Shakespeare?
0: Yeah, but that's different. It's, that's different. It, it's because different because it's
1: Shakespeare? And, okay, what if I wrote a poem?
0: About what?
1: <laughs> I could write it about this Vicks Vaporub that's on uh, the desk right in front of do me. Do it. Oh, I need time. I'd need to you're go no, off. You're I'd, no I'd, poet. I'd need to go off you're to the hills. You're neither a poet <laughs> nor a pilot. I would need to go off to the mountains and commune with nature. God! Get in touch with my poetic spirit. That I am a poet. Okay, so you're gonna jerk
0: off in the woods. Cool, <laughs> cool, cool. <laughs> yeah, <I'm laughs>
1: getting gonna, in touch
0: with yourself in the I'm,
1: woods. On like on a on the top of a mountain, off yeah. like the side of a rock.
0: Oh, baby, you have not gotten your Big Bear Mansion fix. No, no, uh, no. For the last, I've gotten my Big Bear Mansion
1: fix every year for the last three years. No, two, couple, two, three years now, and
0: uh, and a Big Bear Mountain fix. Mansion cabin. Mansion cabin is exactly what it is. Balev likes to be in Big Bear, but only if we big stay in mansion cabins. Because we have friends who can afford mansion cabins, and we... So, well,
1: sometimes we pitch in. Sometimes we pitch in on the mansion cabin, our, our fair share. It's like cabin. It's like rustic-y, you know, but there's like hot tubs and like game rooms and, and like pool tables theater. and movie screening rooms <laughs> and, you know, huge kitchen, like big TV, like
0: yeah when you're out commuting in nature you need a big tv and a hot tub yeah what kind of fucking poetry is gonna come out of that asshole's mouth (laughs) (laughs) anyway the poem was bad i don't know tell me if you like any poetry and i'll look at it and tell you if it's bad i don't know it didn't deserve an award Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that
1: poem was very good, uh, but he did win an award for it. He read it, and Eileen, Eileen was sitting there. Well, actually, before before she went to go watch him, she got in trouble with Aaron because she did put. They went to go meet his dad, and she put his dad on the spot
0: about owning that PR firm that's getting all this money funneled from the governor for
1: the missing murdered Indigenous women task force, and so and he like immediately put him on the spot and.
0: Well, like she was like, are you aware this is how your family made their money?
1: Yeah. <laughs> And well well so she so she puts him on the spot and he's just like, Oh, I, I have a lot of companies that do a lot of stuff. I I don't really know. You can talk to my assistant. I'd be
0: happy to put you in touch with our communications department, which is like such a fucking crap. And then cop walks out.
1: off and then yeah, and then she turns to Aaron and she's like, Yeah, so that's how your family
0: makes its money and it's just he's like, like give me a heads up next time you wanna throw my old man under the bus. And it's like I can't figure out his dynamic. Does he hate his dad or does he Love his dad. I think he's like a scared little bitch boy that wants to make daddy happy.
1: But he also wants to make him happy by doing his own thing different than
0: him, which but is he, the newspaper. What
1: is, but but he also I think knows that his dad does shady things,
0: and he looks the other way.
1: But he just is like, ah, I'm not
0: doing. It's shit. my. What do you want me to do? It's my it's own my, man. Yeah,
1: I think it's like that. But here,
0: okay. But here's the thing. Okay, so back to pilot poet real quick. I think <laughs> Eileen gets a little tingle because he's like a writer it's like that other side to the to the writing she does you know what i
1: mean like when she watches you know him read you know something kind of gets reignited within her and they talk again and and then he even says you know i'm a fan of your work too so it's like oh it's cool that you know he's he's he's, he's, he's reading her work he follows along even though she kind of treated him like shit in the beginning i still
0: think he's part of the people who are trying to hurt her
1: look i love him all right. Well, you guys
0: can go jerk off in the woods and write poetry together. So
1: yeah, I bet. I bet Jamie has a mansion cabin for sure. <laughs> He's got a plane.
0: You. you, you, you don't I, wouldn't, have a- I wouldn't even be able to guess if Jamie had a mansion cabin based on how he dresses at this gala.
1: I mean, look, he his regular place is that cabin when they bang in that first episode. First episode, second whatever oh, whenever yeah. that Oh, yeah, he drives her bang. to
0: Girdwood. It's the first episode. He, he drives lives, her to Girdwood. Yeah. yeah. So you love Girdwood. It. Yeah, I
1: love Girdwood. He's got a cabin. So, like, I imagine, like, that cabin is good. It's a starting point. Uh, and then, like, maybe we can kind of work our way up. Like, I'm sure he knows people with bigger cabins. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Somebody get this guy a cabin. He's... <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, so then oh, while, while you know they're reconnecting, Eileen spots the governor and she's like, "All right, I gotta go. We're good, uh, and I want to see you again, but I gotta go right now." And so then she tracks B-lines down the governor, for the governor. Yeah, and then uh, she talks to him about uh, the money, the like the disparity in the money mm-hmm. for the different searches. Uh, and, and, you know, he he's also upset that he's being blindsided <laughs> at this gala. Uh, I leave. Two for, two for two with
0: pissing people off at this gala. Like, t- pissing powerful people off at this gala. And her, she looks fine. You think she looks just fine?
1: Mm. Looks, no, I think she looks good.
0: Yeah. I mean, she's Hillary Swank. Hillary Swank in a dress, so it looks good. But I don't
1: know. Do you think Claire looked good at the gala?
0: Claire, Claire's look is getting better. I think they're figuring out how to style her. She's such a pretty woman. Like she's got great energy. Like thank God they're figuring out her look.
1: Yeah. So uh, the governor, Governor Thacker's, like, look, like, how dare you fucking blindside me like this? It's this such a nuanced topic. Like I, you know, and also like I have this task force set up. And she's like, funny thing, Speaking you mentioned of that. that. Look how much money you spend on just only this campaign. And he's like, you know what? I don't need this. <laughs> I wish I could just do that whenever I'm like fed up. You know, what? I don't need hey, this to like leave.
0: You can, you can just tweet at people. Like when Donald Trump was the president, I tweeted it at him like every day. Fuck you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm saying more like if if like someone is you know upset with me. And oh then... we're done here <laughs> like more, more 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 like more like being donald trump being tweeted at. you're i would want to i would okay, want to we... be less like you in the tweeting at donald trump scenario and more like donald trump being like yes i you're,
0: you're blocked <laughs> oh wait no i'm blocked oh wait no i'm banned
1: forever uh, we come back uh to the search. Uh Henley's body is turned up. She's dead, obviously. Yeah, spoiler for sure. alert,
0: Henley died.
1: <laughs> if that wasn't clear halfway through the episode, uh she's for sure dead.
0: But unlike Jade, there might be hope because they did find her bracelet in the woods. We forgot to mention that part. Right. When, when they were looking Ross, for, yeah.
1: for Jade. Yeah, they found, yeah, some some article of clothing of hers. So it was a bracelet. Yeah, bracelet. Uh so that was, you know, that's promising, you know, could be But just to be
0: clear, Henley. Dead. dead.
1: Henley for sure dead. Daily Alaskan reporters got all their pieces together, you know, all the information to write this story, the tale of two searches. And, you know, there's like a, you know, nice little montage.
0: Yeah. It was nice to see Stanley putting the newspaper together and, and, um, paint or whatever. He was doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Microsoft paint. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and so then, uh, then v-
0: readers, readers are you know, the numbers are rising. The numbers are yeah. through the roof.
1: Like the, they, they, you know, we see the tracking, the article as as it's just you know, people are reading it. It's, it does it does super super great. You know, it crushes everything. It it is the article about this story. Yeah, like it, it gets everything else up pays by The comparison. Times
0: and the Post, and they were like, not because we were first, but because we were better.
1: Yeah. And we told, yeah,
0: we told the best. best.
1: Uh, and, you know, everyone's super proud. Like, you know, it, it does, it's like a significant boost for the whole office. Yes. Like, it is it is a very positive thing. And, like, this, that story is important. That topic, that conversation, those are all important things. And it really kind of elevates the discussion. And which, it's what Eileen was brought there to do. You know yeah. what I
0: mean? Like, these big pieces and these joint you know bodies of work to tell a bigger story like you need someone like eileen to do that because it's not like people in the the other reporters weren't capable of it but they're stretched so thin
1: yeah they don't have the flexibility and freedom to think bigger the way eileen has had the chance in her previous
0: posts yeah um Although this idea of the tale of two searches was Claire's, was Claire's idea. idea, so you know, but I but I think that speaks to like Claire maybe moving into a leadership position down the line. Yeah, because yeah. I don't really see her in the field so much, but like she has the foresight. She to like, has the big picture. Yeah, brain. she really does. Yeah. So I'm am a big Claire fan.
1: Yeah, no, Claire's great. Uh, uh, we didn't
0: see Yuna, Gabe, or Austin do shit. Yeah, episode. they didn't. They,
1: there was like a little bit of you know banter or whatever. But they were
0: throughout. there when Stanley was like, I'd like to buy you all around at the beer. Yeah, they're con- like, let's go. Yeah, con-
1: convenient how they all showed up when uh boss is buying drinks. But yeah. yeah, Stanley's like, I'm so proud of all of you. I'll buy you all drinks. Let's go. Um and then uh, everyone you know, goes. Everyone's about to go. Well, before they go, uh, Bob comes over to Eileen and Roz and says, "Yeah, this is important. This is important. You know, uh, I feel inspired by you know you two, and I dug up some my, some of my old work uh, on the Gloria case, the one that um, Roz and Eileen are covering. And I just, you know, I, I didn't do a good job with it. You know, he gives us. I was working mayhem like Claire. Yeah, uh, and it just things slip through the crack. Blah blah blah. And they're like, I meant to follow up. Yeah, thanks, thanks for you know. And they're like, thanks for sharing this information with us. And he shows. Them and then one of the other uh people of interest on that story was uh someone named uh, Riga Horn, R- uh, Reginald Horn, who was no, 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 no. it was no, mis- no, 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 it was a girl named Ashley who knew Gloria from church, from church, and yes. then Roz calls her and uh, glory. Uh, the the ch- you know which the church friend, the church friend, because they were like, well, no, Gloria's mom didn't even know she went to church. Like that's interesting. So she yeah. calls the church. Or she, well, she calls a friend and she's like, yeah, we're at this church. And then the pastor at that church, their name is I think like Reginald Horn or mm, something. something like that. And you know, and Roz is like, that sounds very close to Riga Horn, and which then, is their other person of interest. So they kind of connect some dots because they so couldn't
0: find Riga Horn. They're, yeah, that was an unfindable
1: Horn. person. Yeah, so. So that's promising in terms of that big, the, this big story that they're covering, you know, the in main the story, the main story of that's Gloria happening. that's happening. Uh, they, they've made some progress, and so that's exciting that that's going to happen. Uh, Roz runs off with the rest of the crew to go grab drinks at the Beard. Uh, Eileen stays behind to she just kind of catch up on something, and she gets a call from, from the Pilot Poet. Pilot Poet. Oh, right. He's like, drinks, drinks, and she's like, ah, uh, so I'm doing a work thing tonight. After she hangs up with Pi- Jamie, Jamie Pilot Poet.
0: I'm just going to call him Pilot Poet. I hate his name. I think Jamie is not a name for a man.
1: <laughs> wow. Sorry to all our Jamie listeners. <laughs> Guys, it's okay.
0: James. Jim. Jimmy. Anyway.
1: <coughs> You'd rather call someone Jimmy than Jamie?
0: Yeah. Uh, have you known a Jamie that was a, a good person? I, I
1: definitely knew some Jamies. Guy, Guy Jamies, specifically. That's what we're saying, right? Yeah hard to say if they were good people
0: yeah see you you don't think of jamie and then what comes to mind is a good person so (laughs) she hangs up with pilot (laughs) poet and then standing there is concerned citizen just a big burly fuck with a gun gun pointed directly at eileen and she's like please don't please don't end of episode
1: so what a what a way to leave off uh and then and then the show took off about three months as did we as did we uh and then they just had a new episode come out we're about to watch that and uh we'll talk about that soon yeah this was super fun i missed this yes Um, this was super fun to do again uh thank you for listening yeah we'll see you next week see you next week alaska daily weekly baby bye